0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Don't be so hard on yourself. The mum in E.T. had an alien living in her house for days and she never even noticed from bad parenting moments. Hello, I'm Claire Tonti, and welcome to Just to Make The Thing, a podcast for people who want to start a thing and keep on making it. That quote made me laugh so much and I think it would help you if you are out there like Chanel Luchev is this week, a first time mum or dad. So Chanel, my lovely pal, joins me after the birth of her beautiful baby girl three weeks ago and we deep dive, unpack Almost cry, laugh a lot and have a look at the weird and wonderful world of being a first time parent that thing that you decided to make back nine months ago has arrived and what the actual F has happened to your world. So if you are someone who is curious about what it's like to fall through the rabbit hole and have a child, if you are a first-time parent or just any parent out there, you might find this episode hilarious and reassuring that we're all human and that nothing is ever exactly as we think it will be and that life doesn't go to plan. So it's a bit raw and honest. And I think Chanel is doing an incredible job as a mum. Gosh, it took me right back four years ago when it was me. Oh boy. Here we go. One learning I took from this whole episode was we have to be kind to ourselves, just be kind. Do your best. Bloody be kind to yourself. This whole life is hard. Okay, on with the show.
1: Hello, Shadow. Hi, Claire. Hello. <laughs> You're laughing yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like deliriously tired or something. You look quite
0: rested, though. Oh, boy, well,
1: thank you. Yeah, I've had lots of questions of people asking how you are. Oh, okay. Because you just had a baby. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, actually, not that. How, how old is she now? She's three weeks old. Holy Moses. I know. I know. That's amazing. Yeah. You look amazing that she's only three weeks. Yeah. I feel like it's been a lifetime. <laughs> it it feels been, like it. Yeah, my son's been in hospital <laughs> for like a week and I'm so I haven't seen you. Yeah. I feel
1: like I haven't seen you in like a year, but it's been like a week. Well, some days I feel like, okay, yep, I'm good. I feel rested. I'm energetic. And then some days I don't, like the other night when I felt found like, half of my hair had just fallen out of the left side of my head. And I was like, when the fuck did that happen? I was like, what are these short bits? And I realized just like a whole patch of hair had fallen out of my head. And I was like, I guess that's just one of those things.
0: This just a metaphor for motherhood. Yeah. Like a general, what the fuck, <laughs> just happened. Yeah, pretty just much. Just but on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so for people
1: who don't know Chanel, obviously just had a baby. Mm. And you, it's your first baby. First baby, yep. And I've been very lucky because Goran's been home the whole time. So I've had a lot of assistance. Um, That said, I did have 24 hours of labour followed by an emergency caesarean, so it wasn't really – labour wasn't fun, people – and whoever says that their labour is easy or that they enjoyed it can just go to hell. Sorry, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> no. If you had a good time or you enjoyed it, good for you. I'm not one of those people.
0: Let's just make a disclaimer for this whole episode <laughs> that
1: anything you say,
0: we will not hold it against yeah, you no. later on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, because you're running on like no sleep and all the things that <laughs> yeah. happened. It's just such a time. <laughs> so you had a really difficult yeah, birth and labour and yeah, all the things. it wasn't
1: fun and it wasn't... Like the care has been so amazing, was so amazing at the hospital. But I did have a lot of spite and resentment towards the midwives who kept telling me to just relax, just relax and get some rest. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, I don't really know how that's possible.
0: (laughs) No, well, because like you could barely move (laughs) after the,
1: like the operation.
0: And then they just all left. So you were just like left with this baby. pretty much.
1: Who I couldn't hold because the side effect of my epidural was that I had these uncontrollable shakes. So like, I was like, how do I stop her from falling off the bed? I'm like, hmm. So I like basically barricaded my body in between like 12 cushions and I just held it. For like five hours,
0: <laughs> after you'd been up for like, like tw- not even because twenty four hours, but then before that, yeah. you had
1: contractions. Yeah. Holy Moses! It wasn't fun. I remember you saying to me you felt like your labour was going to war. I was like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Isn't it? Yeah. It's like trap, strap yourself <laughs> in and then wait for the PTSD <laughs> afterwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, there is so much there in this episode, so I'll put it explicit in the app. But your husband sent my husband a message, so it was just like, this shit is fucked. <laughs>
1: I'm like, yeah, we hear you, mate. We hear There were so many expletives, like so many at the hospital and then when we got home. I was like the first word that comes out of her mouth is going to be a swear word for sure. Like, I'm convinced of it. It's all right. You've got. I
0: think there's plenty of time now. She's just hearing it as sounds, yeah, as so. interesting sounds. <laughs> I thought that, and our son is fine. He hasn't really sworn. <laughs> no, it's much good. at all. Yeah, it's good. So that's good. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Okay. So after you got home, because obviously mm. in the hospital, like, it's pretty traumatic things.
1: Mm.
0: How have you like wrapped your head around motherhood?
1: Well. I, I think I said to you I just thought it would be best to have no expectations and I think that's still my state of play because, like, babies do whatever they want whenever they want to do it and she sleeps relatively well but then sometimes she doesn't sleep and she eats well and then sometimes she doesn't eat. So it's kind of like whatever she wants, we basically do. Goran calls her the ruthless dictator. like. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: That is the best name for a baby that I've ever heard because she's the most adorable kid.
1: She like, beautiful, like, hair, like, all well, this hair. just look like, with beautiful little cheeks and eyes. Yeah, she basically just controls our lives, like, entirely. In fact, this morning I was, like, in the middle of a deep sleep and then, like, I heard this noise in my dream and I'm, like, what the hell is that sound? And I wake up, I was, like, oh, that's right. That's my child and she's hungry. Probably should get up and feed her. <laughs> You know, for that brief moment, you forget that you're a parent. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh. I was like, oh, someone better turn that sound off because it's very annoying. <laughs> that <laughs> oh, that is so true. I'm sorry, like, every. I um, mean, you must think, <laughs> please don't call DHS on me. I love no. her very much. She's beautiful, but also. It's a nightmare. She's a ruthless dictator. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Because here's the thing. You have been an independent woman for
1: what, 34 <laughs> yeah. years?
0: 34 years, yeah. right? Without a child. Yeah. You've only had her for three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like you've slept every night very like peacefully or not peacefully yeah. but whatever for that length of time yeah. and suddenly three weeks you're supposed to be totally practiced yeah, exactly. in it. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know about you but there is just always conflicting advice from medical professionals as well as the internet so it'll say to do something and then it'll say to do the opposite of the thing that it told you to do so you just don't really know whether you're doing anything right and I was saying to my friend like a couple of our friends have just had babies as well I'm like I feel like just a giant guessing game and then sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't and basically you're hoping for the best Because even I sometimes I'm like, did I swaddle her properly? What if she's suffocating right now? (laughs) And then sometimes I'm like, I'm too tired to get up and check. (laughs) She'll be fine. It'll all be fine. Well, this is the thing. I think that for a split second and then she cries and I was like, oh, no. She can breathe just fine. Yeah. She's got no issues.
0: And isn't that the worst? Because then you're asleep, like you need yeah. to sleep. Yeah. But when you're sleeping, half the time you can't sleep because you're like, did I swallow her enough? Have I fed her enough? I need to Google that weird noise she's making. Yeah. And then she wakes again. And you're like, ah
1: Yeah, pretty much. And the like the grunting and the weird squawking, it's it's all all the noises are strange. And then last night, so this is going to sound, this is actually disgusting. It's an overshare, but like she hadn't, Pooed in a while. And then yesterday evening, we fed her, and she does this thing where she usually sits in Goran's arms, he feeds her, and then she craps herself. (laughs) (laughs) So, which for anyone who knows my husband is like the best karma possible because he's spent his entire life thinking that women don't fart or poo or anything. And his daughter is like the fartiest, poopiest person around. And last night we fed her and then she crapped. And then when I changed her, she crapped and then she crapped like eight more times <laughs> afterwards to the point where we were like, let's just put her in the bath. Like it's yeah. too hard. It's just too hard. <laughs> I said to Gordon, I'm like, she looks like she's lost weight because <laughs> that's basically her entire body weight. I'm like, oh, I don't understand. You are too small to produce that much. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it doesn't make any sense, right? They're so oh, small, no. and yet the sound they make is so loud. It's like I like the neighbors are going to call the police or something. When she's hungry, she's beside herself, and when she drinks, it's like take a breath before you choke on your own you know Milk. choke on your food yeah it's just yeah it's amazing and then equally alarming
0: i feel yeah. like <laughs> that's what it is yeah. so right it's like there's this image that you, well, I had in my head of this, like, good, like lovely, beautiful. And they are so gorgeous oh, like, at the same oh, time yeah. and gentle mm. and just like. Mm. And the reality of it is they're like a snuffling kind of creature <laughs> that, like, constantly needs to eat and poops yeah. all over your house and wakes you up all the time. Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> oh, God. And then don't get me started on breastfeeding. Holy hell. Yeah. Yeah, how? that's a nightmare in itself. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think I never anticipated that it would be as difficult as it was. And that in some circumstances, it just doesn't work for some women. And no one tells you that. They try and encourage it and I understand all of the medical reasons why. But for some people, it doesn't work. And then you have this like frustration and guilt about not being able to nourish your child. And yeah, it's, it's, and the thing is, the babies aren't actually bothered by it. It's more sort of you and the way that you, you feel and the way you're made to feel sometimes by other people. But mm-hmm. the good old judgment and guilt, that kicked in pretty much straight away. Oh, mate. Mm. Well, yeah, welcome to the land of parenthood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guilt-ridden wasteland. Pretty much. No, it's not a wasteland. It's mm. like a wonderful thing. Yeah. But you're right. What I've, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I had the same experience, I think, or similar mm. to you with breastfeeding. It just did not work mm. for me. And I tried and tried and tried and sent myself crazy. Mm. And my son was so much happier once when I finally just let it go. Yeah. And he's happy and healthy for the most part mm. and, you know, great. And so many of my friends have had all different experiences. Some mm. have too much milk and end up with mastitis mm. or some it just really works for them and that's awesome and their kid's really happy on it. And other women, like I have a friend who has MS who just never, just yeah. couldn't breastfeed because she needed to
1: go back on medication and... Oh, yeah, there are a thousand reasons why it does, doesn't necessarily work out and you can be in perfect health and it still might not work for you and like you might try and try and never produce any milk or produce such a small amount that like you have to supplement with formula anyway. So, yeah, yeah, it's it was an interesting experience. I think I had some preconceived ideas about what, motherhood and parenting like even just this survival part would be like and it's in many ways not at all what I thought it would be but you know hats off to parents hats off to new parents it's really really hard yeah. really amazing but you know really hard at the same time yeah, yeah.
0: what do you what's uh, what's different from the, what you imagined
1: okay so oh god this is gonna sound awful but I thought I would be more not more nurturing but I thought I'd be a probably a lot more attentive to her than I guess I have been because as I was saying to you before, sometimes I have to choose between food and sleep. And then sometimes I have to choose between like letting her cry for a minute and going to the bathroom. And sometimes I just have to go to the bathroom, you know, like I can't keep it in any longer. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that, um, I mean, yeah, Like some women don't want their kids to cry at all and I understand why because it can be hard to hear. But for some reason I'm not that bothered by it and I'm like, well, if you want me to sit with you, I need to go to the toilet first. I'm sorry. Um, So, yeah, interestingly, um, it's not that I'm not attached to her. It's just that I'm very happy to kind of give her to Goran or give her to friends or family when they come to visit because I just need a bit, like a little bit of a break. Um, Yeah. And it is, it's a beautiful time and people say enjoy this special time but you're also so dehydrated and so tired that you can't. You, I hate that when do we you know know what
0: like I mean? enjoy this special time. <laughs> enjoy not sleep, <laughs> sleeping and not being able to pee and pee yeah, yeah. and like – and, and being vomited on. <laughs> yeah, being vomited on and like being totally – and look, and you're right, there mm. are
1: really special parts mm. of, of it. Yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah, it's and, – and I think that's the a kind of – a stupid pressure that women Mm. tend to put on themselves that like we'll be these like mother earth nurturing types Mm. that we have a baby and suddenly our entire personality changes and we'll just never want anything anymore for ourselves. And And never
1: ever want to let them go or put them down ever. Like, No. I'm happy to put her down. I'm happy to put her down sometimes if it means that I can eat something or like even if I can just – because the other thing is with people that have had – caesareans will know this but when they cut you open your back muscles take a lot of the beating because your abdominals aren't working properly and so with her holding even though she's not heavy walking around and holding a baby is actually really hard on my back so sometimes I actually just have to put her down because I'm like yeah well this is probably gonna do some more damage than it is good so I'm sorry I love you I'm here but I can't hold you any longer because I'm going to go crazy. Mm. So yeah, there is a lot of you're to sort of trying to triage all of the feelings when there's you know when she when she starts crying or she's beside herself or you know when she's peed like she has a wet nappy and. Like, you need to get – like, I need to get bottles and stuff ready for her. And I'm like, well, I can't do everything all at once all mm-hmm. the time. It's just not possible. Yeah. um
0: and You know what? Someone said to me, and I know you probably get a thousand bits of advice, so tell mm-hmm.
1: me to F up. No, but
0: this one helped me a bit. Mm-hmm. My friend said, imagine if she was or he was your fourth kid. Oh, my God. Like, so if you're the fourth kid, the, you just eat when when you get food. Yeah. You might cry for a while, but (laughs) mum's busy feeding three other people. (laughs) She has a little come to you when she can (laughs) suck it up, you know. (laughs) And my friend said to me that she has been trying to parent, not in like a neglectful way, but just in a way like imagining that it's a big family. So you parent Mm. like they're part of a big family, which Mm. means that some of your needs, like the Mm. parents need also to have to take priority because – Everybody needs to eat. Everyone needs to do other things for themselves as well. Yeah, and I was speaking to my sister-in-law last night. Who said she's got a second baby, and I often look at parents with two kids and I'm just floored. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> yeah. How? I don't. I don't know how have people have twins. Like, what yeah. do
0: you do? <laughs> What do you actually do?
1: As I, just I feel stare like you at must people. just temporarily give one away to another family to care for. Here you go. I'll see you in two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Have fun. Good luck. I love you. Yeah, seriously. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually think it's like my friend said she's like, because it's the second, A, you're not learning everything for the first yeah. time. So you don't spend as much time panicking. Yeah. Because I spent a lot of like our son's first months just panicking mm-hmm. over am I doing right? Am I not doing right? Am oh, I'm guilty about this. I'm I don't I'm not doing enough for him. I'm not blah, like, yeah. you know, all these things or I'm doing too much and now yeah. he's gonna be spoiled <laughs> or you know, like this blah. And she said, because it, once you get a second one or a third one, you don't have time. To worry about it. So you're just like, I'll just feed them and put yeah. them down. Yeah. And she said to me, yeah, my newborn is my easiest. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> what? Don't say that to me. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, exactly. That is so I mean, it gets harder. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, look, it's definitely – yeah, there's a lot of things that surprised me. The other thing um, was how – this is going to sound strange, but how on some level I've become more attached to my partner – So because I I think because you can just, you have their attention all the time pre-children and then when there's someone else around that needs help, yeah, that needs you and also needs them, um, you kind of get hugs where you can get them. And I think, you know, Chemically, like your body's producing all these other hormones and reducing other hormones. And so you're in this weird emotional state of flux and I'll be fine and then all of a sudden Gordon will go have a shower and I'll just start crying and he's like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm just sad for some reason or like something that happened two days ago will all of a sudden really upset me. So – and for someone who sort of is not huge on crying, I've not really been a big crier, yeah, getting used to the whole crying for no apparent reason – When you're just like, I'm happy, but also I'm a mess. (laughs) Oh, mate, I would love to say
0: that that changes. (laughs) But, I mean, to be fair, I'm a big crier as it is anyway, so I don't know. But I do think that once you have a kid, your emotions are just, you're just a big raw ball of feelings all the time. And Kleenex ads on
1: television are hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is so much stuff that I cannot watch on TV right now because it's just too much on my my soul. Like there's the, the new Handmaid's Tale oh, season's yeah. out. Can't watch that. There's just no way. Um, we started watching that When They See Us oh, show on Netflix. Yeah. I watched the first episode and I was like, nah, no, thank you. I'm not – I can't do this anymore. It's just too sad. Um to see and yeah so I basically have to watch stuff that I've already seen or terrible soap operas like Bold and the Beautiful don't judge me so
0: it has so is that like Harry Potter basically yeah on repeat yeah and friends yeah stuff like that yeah yeah just
1: happy short episodes where I most likely know the ending and it's not too stressful
0: yeah it's a nice land to live in yes yeah, I'm with you. That's why I watch rom-coms. James yes. doesn't understand. I'm like, because I, I know they'll get together
1: in the yes, end. Yes,
0: exactly. And everything will be fine <laughs> and everyone looks beautiful. Exactly. And New York City's always got snow or rain or something. See, like, and this
1: is the thing. What is it about TV and new parents on TV looking glamorous? Oh. Because I personally take huge offence to
0: that. <laughs> I take humongous (laughs) bucket loads of offence to anyone looking anywhere near together or fine. That's why I take offence to people that say they're fine. That makes me infuriated. (laughs) Who's fine? Nobody's fine. I was like,
1: you did not have a chance to have your hair, to do your hair like that. And you've got perfect makeup on and your baby's two weeks old and you're back in your old, your pre-pregnancy clothes. No, thank you. Yes. Stretchy things for me all the way. You oh. do look great, though, oh, to be fair. Like, oh, my God, your tummy's gone. Yeah, well, well, mostly. Wow. Mostly. But, look, your body definitely changes and feels different. But on some level, you're also too tired to care, which I think is a good thing. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, that would just be another thing on the, on the list of things that are just like, this is shitter than people told me it would be yeah. like I've stopped I've stopped looking at social media because I'm not emotionally ready for any of that stuff that's yeah. such
0: a smart idea I just think it's, it's so easier smart.
1: yeah like one of my friends was quite into it was other Instagram or Facebook when she had her first baby and she was like it was the worst thing I ever did because I just felt like crap about myself and um and you feel
0: like everybody else is doing fun stuff yeah, And all the women are like Beck Judd, who is like a celebrity here, who just had twins and then modelled on a catwalk like a week later.
1: Yeah. In a That's bikini, not that, – you know? no one needs to hear that stuff. The thing you know. is, even people I know who have Danny's struggle. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you a very quick story. So, a friend of a friend of mine has twins, right? The, the unicorn land of multiple birds. She's, she's living there lot. at the moment. Yeah, And she, <laughs> she's she got an au pair um, because she has two babies. And who the hell can do that? Well, mate, you would have to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, what else you would do. You've only got two arms. She has. The problem with her au pair is that apparently it's like having a third child because she's quite young. Mm. And, oh, her name is Yennefer. <laughs> actual name i'm gonna get i'm gonna get someone into trouble anyways so my friend was... i'm just loving because like you're never mean you know. you're never... <laughs> i was just like the story was ridiculous so she and Yennefer. Yennefer. Cool. so cool. one of everyone's different so my uh my friend's friend one of her twins had gastro so she was in the hospital with her poor little baby in the middle of the night And her husband was at home with the other baby who at this time had not got the gastro, so they were (laughs) separated, quarantined. Anyways, at like 12 o'clock at night or 1 o'clock in the morning, Yennefer called. (laughs) Because Yennefer doesn't work weekends, so Yennefer's like, I'm out, can't get home, can you call me an Uber? (laughs) And they're like, get a taxi. And she's like, taxis are too expensive at this time, can you organise me an Uber? Needless to say, she didn't last very long. (laughs)
0: Poor Yennefer. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Who in their right mind and I'm sorry if you've called your child Jennifer and no judgment, but I feel like all bets are off today. Who why would you call your child Jennifer? It's Jennifer. <laughs> Everybody knows, and it's not cool <laughs> to change a name. You know, because your name people spell, and it's a lovely name, Chanel. And everyone should know that that is how it's spelled, because Chanel Number Five and all the things. But people get it wrong. Imagine me walking around the world, going, "No, my name is Jennifer." Jennifer? No, Jennifer Ye- with a Y,
1: <laughs> the letter that comes before Z in the alphabet, yes, please. Oh
0: Lord. Anywho. Okay, so she didn't laugh. No.
1: <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Like, mm.
0: friends of ours have had really, because it's a stranger. Yeah. And I think people can have really great experiences, but mm. that is a whole thing. Like, also an employee that you live with mm. that's in your house at like 4 a.m. or something mm. when you're like two screaming children, if you had, a, had twins were there. Mm. That would be really a weird thing to be like performance managing someone while you're like <laughs> trying to <laughs> breastfeed and vomited <laughs> <it> on. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> giving them, like, you know, like- constructive feedback. <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> it sounds like a nightmare, doesn't it? It really and does. And I think, I think, yeah, I think whatever help, I mean, yeah, the, whatever help you can get whenever you can get it, you, sh- you should just take it, especially at the beginning when everything is just so unpredictable and you don't know whether you're doing anything right or well or properly or safely. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you will, you do get tons and tons of advice from people often mostly unsolicited like um but it does come from a good place so there's there's a lot to navigate I think when you become a parent yourself um and you've got to work out the way that works for you like we have a we have a good friend of ours who's sort of he's he's just had his second baby and he's quite practical (laughs) and he was telling us um (laughs) he's a smoker so he was saying you know um in the time, if the baby's crying, but in the time it takes me to have a cigarette, they're still crying, then I know there's something's wrong. He's like, but in the five to seven <laughs> minutes that I'm having a smoke, if they calm down, then they're okay. He's like, sometimes they've just got to suit themselves. <laughs> He's like, I don't have the energy to chase around a three-year-old and, like, and tend to a new baby all at once. It's just not possible. Yeah, and that's that mm. whole parenting like a big family yeah. thing. Yeah, I like oh, look, that. Like, this is a thing. Like, my grandmother had 10. Do you think by the 10th <laughs> baby she'd be, like, that attentive? No, she'd be like, hey, you, second eldest child, look after Correct. me. The youngest because I can't exactly. do it all. Exactly.
0: One of our friends' mom was saying she had five kids and they all needed nappy changes and stuff because they were all, like, a year apart or oh, something. Oh, my God. So she would change their nappy in a like a like a, const- a construction line you know conveyor belt of just like <laughs> nappy changing so she's like she sometimes kids would be waiting for ages to have their nappy yeah. change but what <laughs> are you to do you've only, got one, pair you of only hands. got one pair of hands <laughs> so i think you're doing an amazing oh, job thank you and i think that is the tricky part is not beating yourself up yeah about it all and 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 also i think some women are just like and some babies are different as well mm. but some women are like mother
1: earthy I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and there are times, you know, there are definitely times where I kind of feel like I'm failing a little bit, like, especially with the whole, um, the breastfeeding thing. Initially, I just used to get really, really upset because I just wasn't literally, and I'm still not really producing very much milk, but it's something. And, um, yeah, at one point I just started crying because I'm like, this is so frustrating. Like, I want to be able to do it and I can't seem to do it. And then, whatever measly amount of milk I did produce, I put on the bench and then I spilt it on the bench top and then I just burst into tears and Cora's like, what happened? And I'm like, I spilled the milk on the bench. And I'm like, I don't even have the heart to clean it up, but I don't know what to do. And he's like, okay. He's like, just step away from the bench. It's all right. It's fine. We've got formula here. It's not a big deal. He's like, it's literally spilt milk. He's like, you're crying. Over. And I'm like, whoever made up that saying is a jerk. because. Correct, <laughs> because they haven't been pumping with a black
0: bloody machine attached yeah. to their boob for an hour to get 10 meals worth of breast milk. Yeah. I'm allowed to die Over this frigging bre- still breast milk. I'm diving there like 3 a.m. Because I would be like doing this around the clock nonsense where I was like <laughs> I'd feed him a bit of my milk, mm. then the formula, no. and then I'd put him down, then I'd sit there on the huh, uh,
1: uh, uh, thing for like – which I hated. Which is – so incredibly sexy. There's oh there's completely there's nothing undignified about motherhood at all. It's all very glamorous. Isn't it? Especially breast pumps. Oh, oh my, my
0: god and nothing more natural nothing more natural (laughs) than like latching yourself to a contraption and pumping away and so i would be doing that and then Mm. our son would wake up and then i yes i was doing this in like a constant cycle Mm. and then yeah i remember just spilling it and just like uncontrollably like ugly crying yeah just on the floor i get it mate it's just it's so insane it's so insane
1: Okay,
0: this is a question mm. and I this is something that shocked me. Mm. Are you surprised that how unnatural some of yes. what happens to you feels? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's um I think the amount of pain that comes for various reasons during the pregnancy, during the labour and post pregnancy was really surprising to me. I like I always I guess I'd always um like was aware of the fact that labour was going to be difficult and painful. I didn't realise how painful. Um, The the whole – the letdown that happens when you breastfeed, oh, my God, it was like my back was on fire. I was like, this is natural, this is ridiculous because this does not feel natural. And then the nurse was like, oh, yeah, sometimes it goes away but sometimes it never does. I'm like, well, cool, that's just another thing to add to the stupid (laughs) list of things. Um, But I think with labour in particular – because your body's just meant to meant to do it somehow. Um, for me, after twenty four hours and just ha- making no progress, and like, "Well, if this is meant to be natural, I don't think I was meant to bear children because it's not working." And I've been trying for how long? And you know, mm. um, in fact, the most pain, the like the best part of the entire experience was actually the cesarean part because it I was no longer in pain and the baby was out and it was 10 minutes and I was like wow I get it now (laughs) yeah um yeah so I think yeah I think as much as labor is meant to be natural I don't know I don't know whether the whole process is something that yeah people are meant to experience in its entirety like thank god for modern medicine and being able to get pain relief Mm. take all the pain relief all the time if you can because everything else is hard um yeah and I think yeah the recovery like I think i yeah I think I just assumed that naively assumed a whole bunch of things that I'd be very active and sort of available to cope a lot easier than I have been that said it's gotten you know from sort of day one or day five to now I feel very different like I feel like I'm coping a lot better but I think because it's sol- sold to you as this natural experience and your bond with your baby and I mean I certainly felt like connected to her almost from the beginning but at the same time it's a very alien yeah kind of thing cuz you're like oh I made that and also now I'm responsible for its welfare which is weird sometimes cuz you're like oh that's right I'm a parent I don't I don't <laughs> what does that mean like what do I what do I do? <laughs> what do yes, I do? Here? Yeah,
0: I know, I know. <laughs> that expression on your face is so exactly how
1: I felt. What um, about you? Did you feel? Did you feel there were any parts of it that just were not at all what you thought? Yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: God, the whole labour experience. I did all this research. I had a fit in there. I had a fit at a gym mat. So I was like, I'm going to yoga my way through. <laughs> Woo! And last for like ten minutes, and then I just spent the rest of the time screaming. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Um, So that shocked me a lot because Mm. I kind of had this idea that I was quite a fit person. I stayed active throughout my pregnancy and I'd been generally pretty well. And so I kind of went in expecting it to be... Hard, But Mm -hmm. I remember saying to the midwife who gave us the parenting class, I I went to her, I'm like, oh, I get it. So it's like running like a marathon. like it's Because I used to do long distance Mm. running. I'm like, it's like that, you know, the pain in a run where you've just got to push through and then you get, it feels better again. And that's Mm. how the contractions are. And she was like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) That's that's a lie. It's like every time you get a contraction, you feel like you're going (laughs) to die. Pretty much. Until you can't take it anymore and then you have pain relief. And then it takes an hour to kick in. (laughs) And then you're just screaming and then it's awful. So no, that is not my experience. And maybe like, look, I just think, yeah, so that that was exactly Mm. for me. That was what surprised me because I just assumed being someone, and I think you're similar, Mm. who's quite into natural things and natural, you know, remedies and quite in tune with my body. I assumed that I would then – something would kick into gear. And people do say this happens to them. Their Mm. body kind of takes over and it all works. Yeah. And I just – sometimes I think – it's so common. That's why people died in childbirth, mm. right, all the time. Yep. So infant mortality rates were, you know, very high. Yeah. Mm. You know, and and the reason they're not anymore is because we've got medical intervention. Yeah. And so you can have all your stars aligned and all your yoguring and all your things. Yep. And for whatever reason, your baby, you, the whole, like, however you're – because your body's never done it before, mm. things just go wrong. And, I, and it's taken me, I reckon, four years to realise and hearing so many different stories from so many different mm. women, realising that it's not my fault that the birth that I had and then that first bit of time with my son w- was really, really difficult. Mm. That's not my fault at all. It's just
1: luck of the draw. Yeah, it's just 100%. Of draw. And and it's all – it's there's so much grey area and, yes, it is, you know, there's a lot of research and evidence and science out there to help you – get a theoretical understanding. But the reality is very – I find the reality is quite different. Yeah. And um, like the doctors had told me that I was going to have a small child who ended up being almost eight pounds when she was born,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and yeah.
1: with very, very long legs and even after 24 hours of contractions was never going to come out or not come out well, you know, if, she, yeah. if that was ever going to happen. And so I could have been in labour for five days and – couldn't may have never progressed and you know what I mean yeah so thank goodness that there uh, was medical intervention available Mm. because I don't know what would have happened if there wasn't yeah um yeah it's quite it's it does surprise me that it does get sold to you as this natural thing and for some women it it is and their experiences are far less traumatic but for me the whole thing was quite difficult and there were like three days before I went into labor I was having contractions and it just wasn't like it it was very unpleasant the last couple of weeks beforehand and yeah then she was not well initially and we had to go into the special care nursery and that was stressful in itself and you know it's it's interesting because like when she was in there the doctors were trying to explain to us what was going on and um they kept saying to me you're doing a great job it's nothing you've done and initially I was like thanks but then initially I was like I never thought it was anything that I'd done. No, It's exactly. I'm not blaming myself for this. How could I possibly have any sort of role in what's happened to you? This is something I don't know anything about and this is something that's come completely out of the blue and why are you talking to me directly? Because my husband's also there and she's got 50% of his DNA but apparently I shouldn't be blaming myself. <sighs> you know, and, and yeah. it comes from a good place but at the same time I was like – I blame you for this. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but in a way you should because they're the medical professionals (laughs) and you just went through major surgery. You probably, if you went through a car accident and then someone said to you, by the way, here's a newborn, you've just been through a car accident, Um, just make sure they're all right, will you? Yeah. (laughs) No, no one's doing that. They're giving you bed rest and Netflix and bringing you food and then you can just rest. (laughs) And I, I sometimes think because for so long the medical professional is profession has mm. been male dominated yeah i just think there is so much less information out there still mm. about women's bodies and how women's bodies work and how bringing kids into the world works i feel i still think there's a lot of things that people don't understand and i think if men give, gave birth it might be a different story just
1: yeah you know I mean? well i think they do it there would be no hesitation about accessing Drugs? Oh my one. god! Yes, I think they cold. would all be like, "No, this is too painful.
0: Get the drugs <laughs> straight away." Yes, yeah, I know. There's all this guilt that gets mm. put on us, and I'm so sorry that you've had you felt like that yeah. because it's absolutely um, out of your control. Yeah.
1: So, mm. um, yeah. So that I guess that part was also quite a surprising, and there's a lot of pr- a lot of pressure on the mother to know exactly what's going on. Actually, even post like all of her checkups the like the maternal and child health nurse have asked me really specific medical details about what happened in the hospital um, in terms of her care and stuff and I'm like I don't know yeah it happened all of all of a sudden and we were given you know 10 minutes to make a decision and I'm not a doctor like I don't know how many milligrams is you know what she was given I don't exactly know how often they checked her blood sugar I don't know those things cuz no. I mean Firstly, you kind of don't think to ask at the time because you're just panicking about the health of your child, but also I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not no. a health professional, so I wouldn't even know the questions to ask, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and it's not like they you like give birth through this experience and then suddenly get like a brain transplant yeah. with like all of this specific medical knowledge. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I do think that midwives are it's tricky because there's Mm. brilliant ones and then there's also a lot of like the stuff with breastfeeding Mm. and like this idea of they know best and and I think it's that whole idea too right like lots of women have given birth and therefore they think that because they've given birth their experience is the only experience Mm. and that like I remember talking to this lovely midwife who was telling me all about breastfeeding before I gave birth and she's Mm. like oh look some women just can't Cope with the pain and get you can't get just can't you know break through, and you just
1: have to stick it out. What are you breaking
0: through to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What is
1: that? I don't know what that means. Does it? Does something all of a sudden just click, and then all of a sudden it just starts working? Because that's not been the case for me. No, and it wasn't the case for me.
0: Mm. And and then she said to me, you know, because I could have fed like a whole farmyard of babies Mm. with my milk. You Mm. know, I had jets. Flying out everywhere yeah. and Lucky all her. this. Yeah. Right. Mm. And and then I and then at the time I was like, Oh that's just because, you know, obviously, you know, I just need to work hard and mm. it'll work and it'll be fine. And and then and so I carried that idea in my head that oh I just have to keep pushing through this and there'll be some miraculous yeah. thing that'll change. But that's not the case mm. for every woman. And no. and I think when she talked about pain, she meant and this is very specific, sorry any of my listeners, like nipple cracking. And yeah. that kind of pain, because if you have really engorged things mm. happening with a lot of milk coming through and you've got a baby with a lot of, like, you know, it's it can It's really, hungry. It's, it's yeah. hungry. It mm. really hurts initially. Mm. And like I remember talking to friends of mine who had that and they had to, like, break through this, like, really difficult pain barrier. Mm. But the milk was always there. Yeah. It was just, it was a bit like, you know, something getting tough. Yeah, lead, like lead yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like if you get calluses from when you're a kid on the monkey bus. Yeah. It's like that. But you
1: boo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. And so I was yeah. always like, All right, okay, I just have to wait for that. But that that was nothing to do yeah. with how much milk I could produce. And no. I just couldn't. Mm. I just my brother just just didn't do it. And yeah. I think also my mum said, Look, there's lots of reasons some women just don't have that much milk, some do. Hmm. And also I think if you go through something really
1: traumatic then your
0: body's in shock. Yeah. Like how yep. is it supposed to just suddenly start breastfeeding if you've just been in shock? Yeah.
1: And it also varies from child to child. Like so my sister was saying with her first baby that was a, it was a real struggle, but with the second it was much easier. Like um, with her second the baby just latched, and then all of a sudden and she had more than enough. But with the first it just wasn't working and she'd go to her appointments and they'd, that baby would put on like five grams, you know, mm. which is – so distressing yeah. for someone who was trying so hard to nourish their child and feed their child and make sure they're happy. Like mm. you, just it—it it, it really the experiences vary from person to person and baby to baby. And um, just because pre-pregnancy you have certain experiences doesn't necessarily set you up for a particular kind of child or a particular kind of personality or a certain like you know a child with particular hunger or mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean your body's going to respond the way that you wanted to, no matter how healthy you are. I think you've got to do what you can to sort of survive. And sometimes that means taking assistance in whatever form, like, oh, yeah, whatever 100%. form is available.
0: I reckon if your baby's putting on weight and happy and healthy, however they get
1: fed. Cause I get, fine. I get all sorts of bizarre advice from people that often men that don't know anything about breastfeeding. <laughs> oh,
0: that's the best.
1: Like my father, who said to me yesterday, you just need to drink ginger beer. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: You don't know anything about this, but okay, thanks for the advice. Someone told me I needed to drink a lot of stout, so oh. I did that, and all, and then I was like, "But hang on a second, it's got alcohol in there. And so <laughs> someone else was like, "Yeah, you shouldn't be having any alcohol because you're breastfeeding." I'm like, "But someone told me to drink stout; yeah. that would give me more milk." And someone told me to a- eat like breastfeeding cookies, yeah. so I ate all of those. That did nothing. Yeah, it I just work hasn't
1: worked for me either. No, it's like they're not that nice either. So you're Mm. like, the the food that you are getting, you're like, I'd like to eat something that I enjoy (laughs) as opposed to these things, which really aren't working for me, unfortunately. And again, different things work for different people. For some people it helps, but for me, like I know um, some women go on medication to help. Mm. I personally, it's not really, that's not really something I'd want to do because it's meant to be natural. And if my body can't do it naturally, then I don't know about the idea of, I'm not really sure how that's much better than using formula. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I
0: know. I I thought the same. I remember going through all of that in my head. I remember calling the breastfeeding hotline because there is one. Oh, yeah. And just getting like really judgmental midwife. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she was just like – and I would just be panicking and she's mm. like, you're just not trying hard enough. Oh, my God. Just not latching hard. Like, you know, the latch probably just isn't exactly right. And like my husband had been like filming our baby latching. Like all this stuff that now I just think – You guys suck. You need to be more
1: supportive and empathetic. I
0: just think everyone needs to support first-time mums. You just need to wrap them up in as much love and understanding and compassion. And however they do it, they do it. And let's throw out all of that judgment out of the window. Oh, totally. Because everyone's in survival mode. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. as, As long as your baby is being fed and happy... You know, and, and some babies aren't. Some babies have reflux and just scream all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it just,
0: it all passes mm. eventually and you're just trying your best. And
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely it definitely changes you. It sort of, it has to. I think it would be impossible to be exactly the same person. But um, yeah, your priorities shift and you value simple things like sleeping <laughs> for one. <laughs> Weighing by yourself. Yeah, going to the toilet on your own. And um, I feel like – I don't know whether you experience this, but sometimes I feel like I just hear phantom crying. Like if I'm sort of out of the room or whatever and I can't quite hear her, I'm like, is she crying? I feel like I can hear crying. And it's nothing. It's just all in my head. Yeah. Because it's now – Sort of embedded in my, yeah. I'm looking at you with yet. like eyes.
0: <laughs> what I experienced when after becoming a parent that there was a part of my brain mm. that just now never sleeps, <laughs> it just lies there with eyes akimbo, <laughs> all listening in for noises. And I used to sleep like good dead to the world, yeah. And like often, I'll be like, <gasps> I'll wake up and be like, hey, everything's fine, <laughs> yeah. Going back to sleep, yeah. The first time that our son slept through, I just like I spent most of the night awake. <laughs> Are you alive? Are you breathing? Yeah, and then what was that noise? Yeah, mm. and I do think that's a part of parenting that mm. you slowly become. For me, anyway, I became adjusted to you, you adjust your expectations, mm. your, your new normal starts to kick yeah. in. It's a bit like starting a new job. Yes. Where initially you're like, this shit is fun. Yeah. (laughs) And then over time it becomes second nature Mm. and then suddenly you do things automatically and you don't even remember when you found that job so difficult. Yeah. You know, and you know like... Sharon down the road, who's really good with the photocopier and knows the right codes, and you know mm. all of those little tricks and tips mm. that you learn, and it becomes all very easy, yeah, or easier anyway, and and more normal. But God, mate, you're three weeks
1: in. You're doing I know an incredible job. I know. I can't believe it's three weeks already. It's sort of you also don't you, you start to lose track of what day and time it is. Yes. So I'm like, what's the date today is today's. – like on some level I'm acutely aware because I know Goran's going back to work in two weeks. So I'm like, hmm, it's going to be interesting once you're gone because he's, he's actually been so amazing. In fact, it's nice that they – like they have a bit of a special bond and you can already see the way they look at each other. It's really sweet. Um, and it's been so – I've been so lucky. I think also because I haven't been able to be mobile, like you can't drive and you're not really allowed to exercise when you've had a Caesar and there's all these things. They keep saying, take it easy, make sure you rest. I'm like, well, I get that and I've had the help, but at the same time, how do I mm. do that? You exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. at the same time they say that to you, they then ask you all these detailed questions about
0: your baby and yeah. are they feeding and are they eating and are they well Oh, are they and you blood? should be trying
1: to express at least every two hours. Oh, what, mate? Like when? At, at what point oh, in time? Like, no. How is that possible? Oh. Well, maybe it is for some women, but definitely not for me. So,
0: um, mate, this, the, I, I shouldn't tell you what she. And I hated people giving me advice. Mm. All I would say is, when I finally gave up the jig, <laughs> and the <laughs> thing, <laughs> it was the best thing. I've ever done, <laughs> and my friend said to me, who had uh, who like had difficulty breastfeeding and mm. just went straight to formula, in the end after a couple of weeks, was just like, "Mate, what are you doing? Just <laughs> it's okay." And, and but that's at the same time, I totally understand too because I was like, as much the natural breast milk mm. as I can give him, the better. Mm. All those things. Everybody's body is different, and everyone's experience is different. But yeah, I just reckon it was so. Take it from someone who tried to do that whole two-hourly thing. Yeah, no, I, I basically, I to be person. honest, I
1: kind of just ignored that advice. I was like, "Well, that's are living in a fantasy land, <laughs> lady." Because I get that that's what's best for the baby, but if I have not, if I don't sleep ever, because what you, the, the situation you're suggesting would require no sleep, how am I going to be able to do anything? Like, how can I function? How can I hold her? How can I feed her? How
0: can you heal? Yeah, how can you recover. Yeah.
1: Like, it's just yeah. completely. Oh, they're like, oh, make sure you try and do it between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. because that's a normal time to do things. <laughs> if you're a shift worker. <laughs> I know. that's the only time you know like the rest of the world is sleeping and there's yeah. a reason for it yeah <laughs> yeah I know I love all that that and that's all that stupid
0: thing mm. that conflicting like get some rest mm. but stay up every two hours from midnight to 6am <laughs> and then stay up all day looking after <laughs> your your child like no at some point something has to give yeah and 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 it's just like no, you have to, yeah, it's so, it's, there's so much insanity and then so much like, A, conflicting advice, B, guilt that mm. you can just like, there's so much guilt to pick up a line everywhere. Yeah. All around and, you, and it's not good. And Dr. Google, oh mate.
1: Well, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because depending on which website you look at. Yeah. You'll get completely conflicting information. So I'm like, well, that's unhelpful. I guess I'm just going to ignore that website from now on. Yeah.
0: My friend, one of, actually, our friend's sister said to me, mm-hmm. and I held on to this, she was like, Claire, the formula has is formulated to give babies all the nutrients they need. Yeah, it's true. Because that's why it's called formula.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was panicking about, like,
0: all of the breast milk and mm-hmm. issues. And she's like, Claire, it's formulated that way. Like, you don't eat, like, breast milk. <laughs> You have like a balanced diet with all the nutrients you need, and you also might take a vitamin. Mm. That's fine. Mm. It's fine. It's like yeah, it's, yeah. You do what you can, how you can. And, yeah, and it'll all be. Fine. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I still sort of. Yeah, I still. I'm very much still kind of feeling my way around in the dark. I think about with this stuff, and <laughs> there are times where I do lose my patience and like. I've called her names that no one should call their infant. You know, like <laughs> at two thirty in the morning. Jerk! <laughs> it's the best.
0: That's such a good word. Like I
1: called her a turd the other morning. <laughs> it was like four thirty, and it had been an hour and a half, and she still wouldn't go to sleep. And I was like, "Oh, why are you being such a turd?" You know. <laughs> understandable. <laughs> it's
0: so understandable, <laughs> and it doesn't mean like. You just love them so much, but it's, like, it's just hard. <laughs> well, so you don't know them. you no. never met her before. No. I mean, she lived inside you, but you'd never actually met her. No. 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 You need – like, it takes time to, like, build up all of that, like, getting to know them and Yeah, well, that's all that the thing. Stuff. They
1: really do – I mean, they really do have their own personalities from the minute they're born. So, you're trying to figure out this new relationship as well as all of the other physiological things that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to yourself and to them because you feel different. I can't – yeah, I think it's impossible not to feel different and changed by the experience. So it's kind of like you're learning about yourself and you're learning about your child and that's hard enough as it is, let alone anything that could happen to go wrong, which often does as well. Exactly. Okay. This has been so – (laughs) Therapeutic. I feel like I can just breathe now. Ah, uh, um, because I do, look, I do, um, Goran and I do talk, talk a lot. And yeah, again, I'm so, I'm so surprised and delighted by how well he's taken to this. Uh, not that I ever really had proper reservations about him, but he is very, um, what's the word? Sometimes a bit prudish when it comes to women and bowel movements. So I was like, oh, this is going to be problematic if this kid's <laughs> crapping all the time, but he's all right with it. And that's been good. Um, The other thing I will say is that we do designate sometimes during the day to to no baby talk because otherwise that's all you talk about all the time. genius. Yes. That's good. Because otherwise, as much as, as as I said before, it does change you, like there was an intelligent person buried deep down in there at some point. (laughs) And it's nice to kind of have a conversation that does not involve, like, your child's bowel movements or, like, when they last fed or how much they drank and um, all important. But so is also preserving uh, an iota of your adult self to maintain, if nothing else, but to maintain a level of sanity and and sort of familiarity with who you were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Because that's what it...
0: Feels like sometimes, right? Like mm. you were
1: one person,
0: and now you're a new person.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I I completely understand how you can become completely engrossed in the whole situation, and, and to some, to a large degree, I I am. But like sometimes, I just need to talk about something that is not related to my child, child. to yeah, remind definitely. myself that I'm actually capable of carrying a conversation that doesn't involve her. Yeah. Yeah, um,
0: so important. I reckon it saves you. Yeah, yeah, it saves you. And I think for her as well. I, I think that kids, like as you as she gets older and mm. as you get older too, and you know, I think it's really good for them to see that you have interest and you have a brain and you yeah. use it and you do things other than be, them being just the center of your yeah. entire universe. Yeah, and I don't. I think it's good for kids too, because yeah, and I yeah. Cause other, and I, Yeah, because otherwise you could f- can feel like you've lost yourself mm. for a mm-hmm. while.
1: Oh, the other day I was a bit upset because I realised I hadn't left the house in two and a half days. And I, and I really like being in my home. It's, I'm very comfortable here. But I was like, I'm starting to get cabin fever and I just need to get some fresh air and I just need to move my body a little bit and have a conversation that doesn't involve like – all the things that are related to her. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that stuff's really really important to to for your own mental health, um, for yourself, for your kid, for your relationship, for yeah. your you know relationships, relationship, you know, whatever. Yeah, because if you're help ha- happier mm. and healthier
0: mentally and physically, and you and your partner are healthy and happy, then that's only better, even better for her. Yeah if you can carve out that time and that space for you. And I think that's the danger for mm. women once you have a baby that you can't carve out, if you don't carve out even like a tiny time. It doesn't
1: have to be. And the thing is it doesn't have to be long. It can be like 10 minutes, you know, if yeah. if you've got it. Five minutes. Like sometimes we'll just, because we've got two living spaces, we'll leave her in the one to sleep and then we'll just literally sit in the kitchen and have a coffee and have a conversation like adults because I'm like, that's right. I have a brain and you have a brain and we have – there are many subjects in the world that don't involve children. (laughs) This is nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know Mm. and that's you're so right. It doesn't have to be elaborate.
1: No. But it's like little lifelines. Yes. Yeah. That whole
0: idea of seeing your partner become a parent. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Yeah,
1: and they—I think they oh look. This is a mass generalization, but I think men tend to stress less about stuff. Yeah, like if she starts getting grizzly, he's like, "All right," he's like, "Relax." He'll just say, "Calm down, it's coming. Just wait a minute," <laughs> and he doesn't get as frazzled by it. Mm. I think I think mm. that might be also the way men are raised a
0: bit too. Mm. Like women are much more like take on all the guilt, yeah, <laughs> feel yeah. bad about all the things you're mm. not doing perfectly, whereas they're like, "Hold on." <laughs> It, like they can mm. sometimes prioritize themselves, not mm. in a selfish way, but they're more used to being able yeah. to prioritize their own needs yeah. and then care for someone else's. Yeah, you know, it's that whole like putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. Yeah. Whereas I think women are sometimes socialized to like leave the oxygen mask off and put it on the entire plane. Yeah. First. Yeah. Which isn't.
1: Yeah, so it's great, isn't it? To be it's reminded. it's it is it is good. It's good to watch them develop their own individual like their relationship with each other uh, but also good to see another style of parenting that isn't yours and say oh that actually works too so just because this is the way that I do things doesn't necessarily make it right either it might be right for me but it might not be right for them and that's fine because she's just as happy when he's feeding her or he's changing her or he's got her in the bath and when I when I do it so um yeah, it's 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 a good thing to see, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She's a lucky one, this <laughs> one. She's
0: very lucky to have both of you. Well done, woman.
1: Thanks. You bloody did it. Oh, my God. You gave birth to a human. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you made a complete human it's and she's adorable. Totally freaky. It's totally, yeah, bizarre. <laughs> but, yeah, amazing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well done. Thanks, everybody. Sorry about a... Uh, the very extended baby talk and gratuitous expletives and other things. <laughs> and, and, Yennefer. Yeah, and Yennefer. Sorry about Yennefer. I can't do anything about her. There oh. is no excuse. <laughs>
0: well, well done you. <laughs> you bloody incredible woman. Honestly, it is one of the most incredible things mm. I think anyone can ever mm. do as a human being. Like, actually, that's what, I mean, just, no, no. There are lots of incredible things that people could do, but it's one of... An incredible thing to witness and to see someone become a parent. Bloody smashed it. Mm, Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing, or it should be called Just Make the Baby, (laughs) with me, Claire Tonti, and this week with Chanel Luchev. You can find me at Claire Tonti on Instagram. I also have a new podcast that I'm making with my husband, James Clement, from the Weekly Planet. It's called Suggestible. And each week, we spend half an hour deep diving into all the wonderful things we're reading, watching, and listening to, and recommending. Sending some stuff for you to do the same. All right, you can find us at Suggestible Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. To email this show, just head over to justmakethingpod at gmail.com. There's more podcasts just like this one at planetbroadcasting.com. Thank you, as always, to Raw Collings for editing this episode. And I want to dedicate this show to all the parents out there doing it tough working as hard as they can and doing their best, and especially to any first-time mums who are out there. Mate, it is one hell of a road, but it gets better. That's my biggest advice. It gets better. It gets easier. It's wonderful and insane and crazy, but gosh, what a ride. You want to be in the ring, as Brene Brown would say, because in that ring, extraordinary things happen. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye.